the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi. Today, we have an amazing guest for the WC podcast. It is a phenomenal woman entrepreneur. Plus, she has been highlighted by Nevada's U.S. Senator Jackie Rosen as a woman in STEM. Let us welcome Amelia. Thank you. Wow. That was an introduction. Okay. (laughs) Amelia, um, tell us about your company. I just recently learned uh, how you came up with the name, but tell us about the journey. How did you get there? And what do the acronyms in the company's name stand for? Sure. Uh, So I'm the founder of GSD Consulting, and GSD stands for Get Shit Done. Um, And that is something I wanted to focus on uh, specifically in the workforce development place um, and looking at different sectors. So not only in K through 12 education, but in higher ed and industry and in the community and workforce group like yours. Um, How it kind of all started was I I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, very much a a hippie um, with a love of the environment. Um, Did my undergraduate at Chico State um, up in Northern California and received two undergraduate undergrads, um, one in education, which I was very passionate about and at the time wanted to actually teach high school. Um, But then environmental science really pulled at me and I wanted to do more advocacy in that space. Um, Soon went back to Santa Cruz and worked for UC Santa Cruz, go slugs. Um, I worked in their sustainability department, um, teaching undergrad students um, how to do more hands-on and workforce-related programs, but all within the kind of auspice of energy efficiency, environmental sustainability, looking at waste and recycling. So we would actually have students go out to the landfills. We'd have them shadow um, facility managers. Um, So they really got to see what uh, uh, it was the impact was on their campus. Um, Absolutely loved it there, but that was right after the last recession, if we're in a recession now (laughs) or not yet. Um, And at the time I was living in the Bay Area and it was very expensive. Um, And I had some friends out in Las Vegas and we um, loved Las Vegas and knew it more than just the strip. And uh, I got offered a job with the Chevy Chase's Wife's Foundation who was working with Pedro Martinez at the time with the school district um, to start kind of a green schools uh, community partnership at Western High School. Um, And then I looked at UNLV um, and they had a master's program. Um, So I became a rebel and uh, worked at that foundation for a little bit. And if Jaime was here, this is when he would enter the story. Um, they unfortunately, Chevy Chase's found Wise Foundation closed their doors after about six months. Um, but I had been working with the green bus here and the environmental um, sustainability curriculum that you all had back yes. in the day. Um, and so I was out of a job and looking for work and uh, Jaime said, why don't you continue to work with us? So I rode around that bus, um, went going to schools and focusing on hands-on. Again, always kind of that workforce piece, but hands-on skills um, that tied back to environmental sustainability. Um, and then the Desert Research Institute opened up a position to run their environmental uh, sustainability education program for the state. And I applied and got that and uh, 
worked on that for a while. But again, always looking at STEM skills, um, which was really important to me at the time too, because as this huge push in technology um, and and looking at where uh, globalization was going at the time and just automation, I realized it's going to be really important for these students to have some of those skill sets because they are going to be the ones to fix the problems of tomorrow that we don't even know. So that's a bit of the trajectory, if you will. That is a phenomenal story. And I love your creativity about your company's name. Oh, Very inspiring. So, and also I appreciate your passion, right? And how so. you've uh, woven it in and everything that you've done so far. And I, I bet the best is yet to come. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit. Um, I appreciate your passion. Talk a little bit about the importance of programming and partnerships, especially in STEM, because it's usually futuristic. So can you expand on that? Yeah, I think what's been interesting working with um, not only within the Nevada community, but I have um, clients and partnerships all over the nation. Um, a lot of times I will see passion from industry groups of really wanting to have that workforce or be able to um, do something within their own community and wanting to start from scratch. Um, and I'm, you know, I think it's really important to look at what's already happening in the community and not continue to do things in our own silos. Uh, so there's a lot of bridging. Um, and, and also with that bridging is a lot of what K through 12 is doing or needs help to do. And I know I actually just had a conversation yesterday with someone. They said, how did you get in with CCSD? How are you able to um, talk to these school districts? And I think some of my special sauce or what I have is that I was in K through 12 and I was in higher ed and I have worked with industry and I have worked with long, large nonprofits and small nonprofits. So I can kind of translate and speak the language between everyone because a lot of the times everyone wants to do the same things. If we look at expected outcomes or desires, it's all aligned. Just how to get there is a bit different. And sometimes they don't even know what questions to ask or how to, or sometimes they're saying the same thing, just using different words. <laughs> so being able to kind of translate that and and connect people um, is really important for me. I love it because the impact is going to be greater. There's nothing that's more frustrating to see um, a, someone buy, you know, a hundred really expensive robots that go to schools than then collect dust um, because they didn't know of a, a certain barrier that the school district had or a procedure or protocol or something like that. So I really like to bring people together and start with what are your expected outcomes? Because a lot of the times um, they'll say they want to do it one way, but um, it's not necessarily the best way or most efficient way. And you can partner and, and work better as a community. Awesome. Well, I love the fact that you talked about your special sauce as an entrepreneur. And in this region, in the greater Las Vegas region, there are a lot of women who want to take what they're good at, their skills, and translate it to their own business. So I want you to talk about that and what have you found to be the most challenging in making that transformation, right? Not working for somebody else, but working for yourself. And then number two, if you could talk about um, the challenges that are still uh, women are still facing in this industry, which is, you know, the STEM industry. Sure. 
Yeah, I think, um, well, I uh, had a great uh, group of women. We have actually now started a women entrepreneur kind of subgroup. Um, and it was really nice just to have those fellow women just to informally talk about some challenges or ask advice, um, which was really nice to start it off. And one of the things one of the, uh, the women told me was, you should go talk to a brand consultant to really hone in on, again, what is your unique you know, uh, value proposition to, to bring out there? What makes you different than everyone else? I think one of the hardest things for me was that um, it's a concept still a lot of people don't understand. Uh, so when I said I do workforce development specifically in K through 12 space and specializing in robotics, automation, drone technology, and AI. <laughs> and everyone's like, great, for what sector? And I'm like, actually all, because I have higher education clients, I have K through 12 clients, I have industry clients, uh, and I have um, a lot of nonprofit clients. Because one of the things I realized in my past roles was that I easily understood or could, again, speak their language. And a lot of the feedback I would receive during those times, for instance, talking to someone in higher education, they would say, oh, you really know this process and what we need to do in order to be successful. And I said, yeah, I was in higher education or talking to a nonprofit and saying, I realize this will probably be challenging. What if we set up the program this way? I bet that would be easier on the administrative side and fiscal side for you all. I said, yes, that, well, that would, that would be a challenge for us. So just already kind of knowing those and then asking questions too. Um, I'm very inquisitive. And so I ask a million questions, um, but just being okay to ask questions and, and bringing everyone together in that space. And so um, everyone used to say, like, I was always a connector and they'd be like, I can't believe you're bringing your funder with another nonprofit to the table. Aren't you worried about this? And I'm like, no, um, we're all trying to achieve it better. And if we can do it together, um, money's never been an issue. I don't think about it that way. I don't, I don't have like to have a like scarcity mindset. Right. Um, and I, it always seems to work out too. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I found it. It's, it's been hard, I think, again, to communicate to people who aren't really there or knowing, or just really want you to come in and as a consultant to do this job. Um, and so if some, some of the clients I, I have said, I don't think I'm a good fit for you because I don't think this is the best way for you actually to achieve what you say you want to achieve. So being able to have the flexibility on that, too. Yeah, what a great demonstration of taking your journey and turning it into uh, a company and serving the community in that way. So thank you for being a great example. What are some of the challenges still in STEM for women? Um, yeah, I think... You know, it's interesting. The White House just put out a, a new initiative um, called We Belong in STEM. And I think that really hits home to still some of the challenges of women my generation above and even below me as well of um, I sit at a lot of boardroom tables with all men and still do. Um, and so just being able to feel more comfortable and confident that you even belong in the space um, is, is always a barrier. I think we're getting better there. Um, I was actually with CCSD, um, school district, um, a couple days ago and they had a girls in STEM initiative and it was so powerful to see these high school girls, um, teaching and, and showing middle school girls and then also bringing in workforce people and just getting them comfortable and knowing that this is a space that they belong in and thrive in and, and should be in if they so choose to, um, I think is very powerful. And I think that's still, still a bit of a, a barrier now. Um, but I'm already seeing so much progress in that space too, which excites me. That's awesome. And so, um, earlier you talked about robots. 
Yes. For somebody that's outside of the industry, what's a robotic competition? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> most people say like battle bots. Yeah. Sure. There's a combat robotics kind of um, piece, but mostly what we see in our K through 12 spaces um, are more co like collegial basketball, if you would, or a soccerish kind of sport. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. We say you get bit by the bug once you go to a robot competition because to see the passion and excitement for these students and then to know that they have spent months working mostly after school to build a robot from nothing but a kit of parts to learn what that challenge with the sport kind of game was that year to how best to build a robot, do it together in teamwork, have to program their robot because there's always an autonomous programming section. So not only are they engineering, designing their programming, but they're also working with each other as a team. They have to have an engineering notebook. They have to be able to speak to judges. Some have to fundraise depending on what kind of level they're getting to, some market for the fundraising. So you just will see this huge growth of a team that everyone has a role, but one of the best and most exciting things when you see it at a robots uh, robotic competition is that this is the finale. This is the, all their hard work coming and paying off and they will go do it, uh, compete and realize that their engineering design wasn't the best for this offensive piece here. And they'll go back to their pit area and tinker on it and change it and all work together. And you'll see them on laptops and they're just so excited and so dedicated. And to see students engaged in that manner and learning all these hard skills, these STEM skills, but then all the soft skills that come at play is just something quite exciting. It just gives me chills right now. And also they're just having so much fun. It's just fun. It's so energetic right and exciting. And where could somebody go watch a robotic competition in this uh, region? Yeah. So in Southern Nevada, um, we have two pretty large robotics competitions in K through 12. One is the VEX platform, V-E-X, and the other is FIRST, just like the number FIRST. Um, both are fabulous programs. Both are in elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, and so there will be competitions all around, um, schools and stuff that you can see. Um, we are hosting um, a partnership between me and the school district and CCSD and the state and the governor's office and tech. Tesla, we all came together with actually BattleBots too. And I'm actually helping host um, a global event um, with utilizing that VEX platform, which will be in Las Vegas, fabulous Las Vegas, um, February 5th through 7th. Um, and anyone can come and see it. It's at the Westgate too. Um, but we're hosting this huge event. So we'll actually not only have Nevada teams, but we have 17 other states participating and we have four different countries coming, um, which is quite exciting because we want them to, to see Las Vegas as the very entertaining, innovative space that it is and not just kind of this old Las Vegas mentality feel. And who's in the competition from Las Vegas? Um, oh, um, there are most of, I think there's around 50 schools. Um, we have uh, private schools as Faith Lutheran, who's been longtime um, players. Cimarron's well-known in the community as well. Legacy. Um, we also have middle schools too. So Lyde Middle School. Um, we have a handful of schools, which is nice because they'll be able to participate in a really high level competition. Um, and these signature event competitions, um, there's only around 30 globally. And this is the first time we'll ever have one in Nevada, let alone Las Vegas. So the fact- Congratulations yeah. for being a pioneer and bringing 
that global perspective to our region. Yeah, I was really excited to do it. I've lived in Las Vegas and Nevada for over a decade. And when I first moved here, it was how can retain our best of our best? And then slowly it was like, okay, tier one universities. Okay, now we have two of them. Um, but how can we have the workforce so that once they get that great education, they have something here for them. And now we've been working on that. And now I'm like, hey, how can we attract the best of the best too? Not just retain our own, but show them what Las Vegas and Nevada is doing. Brilliant, brilliant. And for those that want to learn more, like to go and watch, where would they go? Oh, yeah. It's uh, www.b4lv, um, uh, so Battle for Las Vegas, but just the acronyms.com. Um, that has agenda um, items. You can come. It's open, like we said, at the Westgate. Um, we have some really fun other activities and showcases that we're showing there. It's pretty much everything, robotics, drones, combat robots, <laughs> um, anything kind of STEM competition related. We just want to have a very celebratory event showcasing this fabulous city, showcasing the wonderful companies here, innovative things that UNLV and Nevada State are doing, um, and, and have some fun. So uh, again, it's February 5th through 7th. Um, and it's B and then the number four LV.com. And we are still looking for volunteers. <laughs> so if you'd like to uh, get your hands a little dirty, you don't need to know anything and volunteer. It's one of the best ways to engage. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And what um, that is such an amazing project. What else is uh, coming up for 2023? Yeah, um, a couple of really fun things um, coming to Las Vegas that I'm excited about. One is a partnership um, that I have with a great group called Solar Rollers. Same sort of thing in this space. They do um, solar um, car builds, chassis builds, um, and do races. They've done them in Dubai. Um, they've done them in Colorado and up in Reno. And this is the first time we'll be bringing this competition to Las Vegas um, for high school students. Um, and we're really excited. And it will be showcased at the um, uh, what is it? The Southern Nevada Las Vegas or it's the Las Vegas Science and Tech Fest. Yeah the Las Vegas Science of Texas in May. So we'll actually get to see part of the race. So really excited about that opportunity, especially again, the workforce connection with solar um, technicians and, and needing that and also starting to look more into lithium batteries, which we all know is gonna be very important of what we do with them and how we handle them, not only when they're in vehicles, but then what we do after. That's right. Um, so really excited about that. Um, also through this event process, we had partnered with BattleBots. Um, and if no one knows, BattleBots is like the the NFL, the pro of uh, robot competitions, if you would. Um, and they are housed in fabulous Las Vegas, and they're actually kicking off a Las Vegas show. So people might have seen the show on Discovery or Comedy Central back in the day, and that's the championship. But now they'll actually be doing a longstanding show in Las Vegas. And because of that, um, I am working with them on education outreach efforts and just how we can get more Clark County schools school district um, students involved. They're already doing um, internships with UNLV. So we have UNLV students working on set um, with them, which is so exciting, not just in the um, robotic space too, but really looking at um, the engineering and tech skills needed for entertainment, which there's a lot of need in this town too. So I'm excited for that and, and doing some outreach for them and maybe looking um, at how we can expand their program. If this is kind of pro level, what does it look like leading up to there when it comes to combat robotics more as a sport? 
Right. Wow, this has been a wealth of information. I had no idea that you as an entrepreneur handled such a global platform. And so congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. So that ends our podcast for today. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Amelia, for being such a dedicated and passionate community um, Nevadan. Thank you.